Welcome to the Upper Class Podcast. This is episode five of this. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Let me start over here. This is episode five of the Upper Class Podcast. Can you believe it? Five episodes. That's that's five weeks of uh, living in I don't know what to call it. This weird limbo between like quarantine and also regular life. Like we're just, we're just so close to either one, and and we're just squeezing right down the middle. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I'm your host Bryant, and I'm joined by Tristan. Hello. And by Katie. Hi guys. And by Lila. Hi. Lila is the newest member of the podcast crew. Lila, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? So my name's Lila, and I've been going to Calvary Mac for, I think it's about a year and four months. I'm a junior, and I don't go to Mac unlike some of the other upper class um, group members. I actually go to YC, which is about 20 minutes um, away from Mac High. Awesome. Thanks, Lila. Katie, you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, guys. I'm Katie. I've been going to Calvary Mac for like a year and a half now. I'm a junior in high school, and I'm 17. Oh, I'm 16, actually. Oh, 16. <laughs> About my age. You're so mature now, don't you? Yep, that's for sure. All right, Tristan. Hi, uh, my name is Tristan Carlson. I am 17 years old. Uh, I go to church at Calvary Mac, and I lead worship for the youth group there sometimes. And yeah, that's who I am. Well, um, because we can't be all in the same house right now, we're meeting over Zoom and recording the podcast that way. So if there's any uh, technical difficulties or if the audio is a little bit bugged out, then please forgive us as we're uh, – Zoom is it? necessarily ideal for recording but it so far it's better than the other things that we've tried for remote group uh podcast recording so we're learning as we go but in case you're wondering why we even decided to start a youth group podcast well that's because as you know we can't have regular youth group for i mean we haven't for over a month now and we still looks like we won't be able to at least until April 30th, probably later than that. So we decided to make a podcast. That way uh, everyone could listen to the podcast, still be encouraged, still learn, still be prepared for life after high school. But then uh, interact with each other by talking about the questions at the end. So here's what's going to happen. You're going to listen to this podcast either on Stitcher, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And then you're going to call up a friend and you're going to talk about the questions with them. Sound good? Sounds like good. a plan. <laughs> so we believe that uh, through this season, God is teaching us that home is our first church. Our relationship with God starts at home. Uh, pastoring our families starts at home. And 
So we think that this is an awesome opportunity for God to teach that to everyone. As we're all locked up, we can't meet on Sunday mornings or Sunday nights anymore for any kind of big gathering. Home is your first church. So we're, we're praying that God would uh, teach that through this season. Just so everyone is aware, this podcast is recorded a week in advance and things change every single day. So we really have no idea what the world is going to be like by the time we listen to this. But that being said, it's time for our little uh, coronavirus update for uh, Calvary Mac Upper Class. So last word is that we're still on lockdown until at least April 30th. Guys, how are you doing with everything? Um, So far, I'm doing pretty good. You know, it's been nice to have the sunshine. I can just kind of hang out in my backyard. And there's a park near my house, too. So sometimes I just go down there and just hang out you know i mean it's not like i'm gonna invest it or anything so you you legally hang out in the park and just <laughs> creepy and stand there is that what you do yeah basically i just stand there you know stare straight up at the sun and i will say the sun has been a lifesaver for the last week man like the first week that we were stuck in quarantine well actually i guess i'll give an update uh, Megan and I are officially out of quarantine. We never got sick. We never showed any symptoms, and it's been two weeks since we were exposed. So uh, we are all better now. But uh, that first week was brutal with all that rain. But the second week with the sunshine, that's been amazing. Katie, how have you been doing with everything? I've been doing pretty good, actually. Um, I'm getting used to it now, just staying home. And then also school started up today, the first week of official school now online and the transition's been pretty good so far it's pretty easy but i'm not gonna jinx myself i'm I'm gonna hope it stays like light work lila what have you been up to well i've been also spending um quite a bit of time outside um which is pretty good but um i've started to spend a little bit more time inside because sometimes uh, I get sunburn really easy, even when I put sunscreen on. Um, but besides that, I've just been spending um, my time reading, um, reading the Bible, reading this book that we've been talking about with the spiritual disciplines, and I've been spending a good amount of time baking. What have you been baking? I made cinnamon rolls yesterday morning. It's worth the three hours. Um, I've made... Um, banana muffins and I put chocolate chips in them it makes them like a whole lot better and then some of the time when um a family member is really desperate I will make cookies (laughs) awesome well I'm glad to hear that we're all trying to make the best out of the situation that we're in and man I, I just really hope that pretty soon we could uh we'll be able to get together and meet in groups And just so everyone is aware, the podcast will continue even after regular youth group starts up again. So we're we're excited to be able to say that. And uh, we're just glad that God gave us this season and this podcast was born and that it's going to be a legacy of the time. Corona 2020, right? For sure. This podcast is awesome. I really like it. I like that the kids are us young adults or whatever you want to call us, we're able to carry this on and like make it our own technically. I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's great. And uh, 
because I'm the youth pastor of the upperclassmen youth group, I won't be able to, uh, you know, be as involved with the podcast as I have. So it's going to be run by the upperclassmen. So watch out once the world goes back to normal, if it ever does. Yeah, it's going to be run by the big kids, as Katie put it. Yeah, by, <laughs> by the big kids. <laughs> well, that does kind of uh, bring us back to uh, topic number one that I wanted to bring up today. And I've I've seen some conversations online, a couple news stories, some opinion pieces, even a couple of the podcasts that I listen to. They've kind of uh, brought this thought up, but the debate really has begun. Should churches be exempt from the ban on gatherings if the shutdowns go any longer? We all know that gathering together to fellowship is a massive part of us as Christians living out our faith. It's biblically mandated. I, I just wanted to bring up a quote, but first, do you guys know who uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer is? I do not know who that is. Okay, so he was this German theologian uh, who was active throughout like the 1930s. He actually ended up being killed by Nazis uh, during the war. He he had a really monumental life, and I, sh I encourage you guys to go look into his life and, and some of his books. His name Dietrich Bonhoeffer. I don't know. His books might be a little bit dry for you guys at this point because they're written in German in the you know 1930s and then translated to English. But um, pretty cool story of his life. Dietrich Bonhoeffer um, has this quote, and, and so right now we're talking about whether or not churches should be able to meet and how meeting together is a major part of our faith. So his quote says, A Christian who stays away from the assembly is a contradiction in terms. So what he's saying is that someone who calls themselves a Christian but then doesn't gather with other Christians, doesn't go to church, can't call themselves a Christian. It's a contradiction in terms. So I have three questions uh, just based off of this debate that uh, I've been kind of thinking about, and I, I know it's been on the minds of a lot of Americans, is uh, how long, and, and Christians, how long can we last without assembling? How can we ensure that we're able to keep the most authentic connections as possible and uh, do you guys think that churches should be exempt from the ban? In response to the first question, how long can we last without assembling? I mean, I can already tell you um, throughout this entire time, the thing I really miss the most is just connection with other people, you know? After a while, you kind of get sick with, of the people you live with. Nothing against my family, but, you know, <laughs> sometimes it's just nice to have other people you can talk to, you know? And part of that, like, fellowship, you know, we all need that in our life. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I definitely miss the fellowship part of church. That's, like Tristan said, that's what I miss the most. So I think regarding, like, how long we can go, I mean, we can always stay connected and have a growing relationship with the Lord, but it will get tough being alone and being more isolated than usual. So I think it is important. And I think that churches should be exempt. I would love that. <laughs> I would love to be able to go back to church or just have the option, you know, because people, people aren't mandated to go then if they're exempt. Like if people are high risk, they can stay home. There's an option there. There's, there's balance and then there's, there's choices that can be made. I think that's the biggest argument that people who are for 
churches being allowed to meet is that, well, it doesn't have to be like if someone's uncomfortable with going and they feel like it's not wise for them to go, they don't have to. And then the other side of the argument is, well, it's not wise for anyone to go. And so that's why it's really interesting. You know, we need to be wise in every decision and every decision that we make uh, in order to not, you know, spread some disease or get people infected. And and we want to respect what the authorities are telling us to do. But at some point, I feel like it's not sustainable, you know. We can do this for a little while, and that's why I mentioned earlier we're in limbo. We're kind of in between things, but how long can we really last is the question, and should we be allowed to meet still? I've always thought we should be able to meet, kind of like do it at your own risk type thing, because you could really only stay hidden away and shut everything down for so long before it just comes like more out of fear, and I just think eventually it comes that point where it's like you just got to get stuff going again yeah especially i mean even talking outside of the church with the economy you know there's some pretty dismal uh projections that they're starting to put out there if this closed down shutdown i'm sorry goes for too long then it could be really damaging to the economy well i think the question we should be asking as christians is if the shutdown goes for too long, how damaging could it be for the church? And that's what I've been thinking about. I think it can be extremely damaging to the church. I mean, meeting with people and having that opportunity to talk and to just grow and just have connections with people. I mean, that's so important for anybody in any situation. But thinking about people who are new believers and who are like, quote, baby Christians, you know, they're going to be facing some trials in their heart or, you know, they're probably going to go through some dark times and they're going to have maybe no one to turn to if there is no one, you know, like if there's no one right in their home leading them, it's going to be very challenging. And it's just a scary thought. And, but I'm not going to let like fear drive me. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm just going to pray for, pray for the people I know, but I definitely think it's important to, like Tristan said, not, not let the separation be because of fear. Yeah, um, definitely. I think like during this time, there are a certain amount of people who um, are living in fear to a certain point. And I know there's also those who um, don't have fear at all. And they're just thinking, well, I'm going to kind of do what I'd like to do. Right now, no matter what, we can talk about it all we want. We are banned from having church. We're not allowed to gather. It can be a misdemeanor. Uh, if someone tries to make a gathering happen, they can actually be arrested and put in jail. So, I mean, that really puts into the perspective about how forced we are to not have church. How do you guys think we can ensure that we're able to keep the most authentic connections as possible through this time? What are some ideas or things that we've already talked about, too, that that you think will will just help us offset the damage that could be caused from not meeting? Um, I think, for one thing, you just have to take every opportunity you can to have some sort of contact with other people, you know? Like, I mean, it doesn't necessarily be face-to-face, but just, like, shooting them up a text or something, just, like, checking in with people. You just need to do everything you can to still communicate with other people. I 
I completely agree with that, dude. And I think that's kind of been what we've been driving at since the very, very beginning of all this is reach out. Don't let yourself or your friends be isolated. Reach out, call, text, do whatever it takes. I think like at this point, it might sound like we're beating a dead horse saying it over and over, like talk to people, make a point to, to call, but it's true. I think that's what you have to do is just make a point and be intentional behind each text that you send and each, you know, DM or whatever it is. It just, there comes a point when you realize like that, that might be all we can do right now. So just the intention behind it is really important. Thanks for all that insight, guys. Uh, We're going to hop on to topic number two now. Uh, And I just wanted to touch back about some more serving opportunities at Calvary Mac. You know, we're talking about staying connected and the dangers of the ban on gatherings that that can that can be for the body of Christ, where we're all supernaturally unified by the blood of Jesus. But it's hard to see that unity without being able to meet together and see someone face to face. Well, there are plenty of ways that we can still be serving each other and reaching out and helping each other. And uh, one we already talked about the grocery shopping that Connor did a couple weeks ago. Do you guys remember that? Yes, sir. Then we also talked about the Pen Pals program to support people in retirement homes. Well, there's another way that people can step up and be the church right now. And I think it's really cool. This morning, I got a call from Roger. He's a longtime Calvary Mac attendee. And he was calling on behalf of Calvary Mac just to check on us and see how we were doing. Have any of your guys' friends gotten a call like that yet? I have not received a call yet, but I know my friend Abby Pearson has received a call. And she texted me, and she was really excited about that. Um, My family actually got a call about a week or so ago. And I just think the idea of having people checking in on you is just really comforting. Basically, we have like this team of people that have volunteered to reach out and uh, call every single person who goes to Calvary Mac and make sure that they're safe, healthy, connected, the whole thing, you know? Uh, So if your name is in the Calvary Mac database, you should expect to get at least touched up on that way. We can make sure everyone's okay because we want to stay connected and we want people to know that we love them and we care about them. Don't you guys think that's pretty cool? That is very cool. The church itself is trying to stay connected in general, you know, like we've been talking about. Could you imagine what kind of effect that could have for someone who's feeling alone and scared? Yeah, definitely. You never know how something is going to impact someone's life. It also lets you know that there's people there that um, care about you. And even like if somebody like um, you or me wouldn't be reaching out to do something like that, I think it's definitely a good idea even just for any to reach out to somebody they know and check in because that idea is really comforting. You never know what someone's going through. And to just get a text or a call, maybe from someone you don't even know, but they're just saying, hey, we care for you, we're here for you. If you need anything, this is the number to call. I just think that's really reassuring. And it gives people hope in times of maybe darkness in their life or sadness. Us here at the Calvary Mac Upper Class Podcast are saying that to everyone listening. If you feel alone, scared, isolated, if you don't have needs that are being met in whatever way, feel free to reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram. That's uh, uh, Calvary Mac 
upper class and uh, just send us a DM and we'd love to pray for you, get to know you, talk to you. We've got a team of students who I know would be happy to help you through any hard time or, or help you out in any way that we can. Um, another way that you can get connected and, and even help if you want to be someone who calls or if you want to be someone who delivers groceries, go to calvarymac.com. We've completely redone our website, and the front page is all about different ways that you can be helping people right now. There's a bunch of other resources on there for uh, youth, kids, adults, all these different uh, ways that the church is working and moving right now through crisis. And so uh, go visit calvarymac.com and reach out to somebody. Even if you don't feel comfortable reaching out to us through Instagram, text a friend or a family member. I'm sure that there's someone in your life that would uh, love to help you through the hard time that you may be going through. We are on a, uh, a season, I guess, called Own Your Faith. We started doing this uh, just a little bit before the shutdown happened, but what we want to see happen through the upperclassmen ministry we want to change the 70% dropout rate of Christians in their early 20s down to zero. I want to be able to call any of my students when they're 25 years old and hear that they're still involved with the church and still in love with Jesus. And we think that by owning your faith, you're set off far better to stay in the faith when you live on your own and you go to college or you go to work or whatever it is that you're doing. Enough about the coronavirus, though. I want to hear some uplifting news. I think... Tristan has got something for us. Yes, I do. So um, there's been kind of this thing going around where, well, right now in the world, the pe- some of the people who are still working are delivery people, right? So one thing that people have been doing is they've been leaving like little fun polls for the delivery people to answer. Like one of them was, it was called a package vote. Who was the better side character from The Office, Creed or Stanley? I just thought it was kind of funny. If I'm right, they basically put like which side of the porch you put the package is who you're voting for? Yes, I believe that is how it works. Oh, so. cool. That's fun though because it's interacting with those people who probably have a boring job otherwise if you think about it. Yeah, definitely. That's just a little smile on their face for the day. Yeah, and they're working away because I've seen the delivery truck and the, the Amazon one and the UPS truck you know, just still driving around like nothing's changed. The question was, who was a better side character, Creed or Stanley? What's your guys' vote? I have to go with Creed on this one because, I mean, you you love Stanley. I mean, he's a funny guy, but Creed, when, he, when he's there, he just knocks you out of your chair because he's so funny. Yeah, he's so out there. Lila or Katie, are you guys Office fans? Um, You know, I've tried to watch... I think I've maybe gotten like two episodes in on the first season and I've never made it past. (laughs) Let me tell you this. The office will change your life. (laughs) So I've heard. So I've heard. But I don't don't know. You'll find yourself just like replaying episodes in your head sometimes, you know. When you're just bored, you just start thinking of office quotes. But I'm thinking between Creed and Stanley, man, that's a hard choice. Uh, Because Creed, obviously, every scene that he's in is just like, you remember it. It's very remarkable. You know, he is an awesome character. Some of the things that Stanley does are awesome. Like when, like Florida Stanley. I love Florida Stanley so much. 
I love Pretzel Day Stanley. Yeah, Pretzel Day Stanley is amazing too. <laughs> so when you guys say Stanley, I can see a character in my head. When I hear Creed, I don't. So my vote would probably go for Stanley, just because I know who that person is. Out of familiarity, yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, if you if you guys were to do this, what question would you do for your poll? I think I got one. It's not original, really, but does pineapple belong on pizza? That'd probably be mine. Okay. Because I love Hawaiian pizza. Ah. Uh... No, I do. I love it. I don't like the ham. But I do like pineapple on pizza. I would probably do Star Wars prequels or the originals. The new ones, no one cares about those. Okay? So it's between prequels and the originals. Yeah, the, the new ones aren't even like the same movie. I don't know. Like, they're just so different. Is it Coke or Pepsi? Because I have my opinion, but I feel like somebody always has, you know, an another um, option that they prefer between like drinks. So I feel like a common like drink pull like coke versus pepsi like i feel like the type of arguments are never over so maybe we should let the poll decide it's obviously pepsi by the way wow katie you're just on a roll with saying things that aren't true the i don't agree with you katie <laughs> no it's obviously pepsi the who can sit and drink a glass of coke the bottled coke is just so good though like <laughs> Some sort of like graduation party or something, and you're having a bottled Coke. That's just the best feeling. You know, I'd rather go for root beer above all. Oh, if we get to choose other sodas, it's orange cream soda all the way. I could get behind that. I could get behind that. That sounds good. I'm an original cream soda guy. That's my favorite soda. I think that we're getting in on a trend before it's a trend. So we're, we're trendsetters, all right? Porch polls. I bet you it's going to be a big thing. Yeah, it's going to be huge. People will go back and like just remember, oh yeah, it came from them. So we're taking credit for that now. So everyone, start doing porch polls and putting them on social media. Well, that'll do it for our uplifting news story. We're real excited for when that becomes a trend and, and uh, everyone in the world is doing porch polls. But it's time to move on to the message, guys. You ready? Yes. Of course. All right, we're on the spiritual disciplines part three. So far, we've covered the inward discipline. So we talked about prayer, meditation, fasting, study. Today, we're going to move on to the outward disciplines. So those are uh, simplicity, solitude, submission, and service. Just remember that uh, we're going through our journey of the spiritual disciplines by looking at Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster. So I recommend people to to read that book. It was really challenging and inspiring at the time when I first read it. And uh, it's it's been a, a really good book to go through. But uh, Lila, I know that you've been reading that book. Uh, have you read the part of the Outward Disciplines yet? Yes. Um, I just went over um, some of those sections today. And I found like that it explained a lot of things that I feel like I could bring um, a lot more focus to that I should be focusing on more. And I feel like some of those sections spoke to me more than others, but I think that there's a lot that we need to focus on more. And the inward um, disciplines are also important. And that's what kind of moves more into the outward disciplines is there's a lot that we have to focus on 
with the um, inward disciplines before we also focus on the outward disciplines. And it's important to make sure that we're including both of those, I think. I think you hit the nail on the head there, Lila. Lila, what was your uh, favorite of the outward disciplines, or at least the one that stood out to you the most? I think one that stood out to me a lot was simplicity because it brought a lot of focus to um, how sometimes we worry um, too much about what we have. And it talked about like trends, like we might want to buy like certain clothing because we think that, um, oh, it's a fashion trend. So we need to have this. But um, it talked about how important it was to kind of think about what we really need and how important it is to seek the kingdom of God first um, and how we can get what we need through um, seeking God. And I just think that that really stood out to me because sometimes, yeah, we worry a lot about what's going on and what we might feel that we need, but it's really important to focus on God first. That's great. Thank you for sharing all that stuff, Lila. I'm glad that you uh, decided to pick up the book before you know you even were asked to be a part of the podcast. It's really great. Just to remind everyone, the book that we're talking about is uh, Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster. That's actually where we got the idea to call all these four lifestyle choices as disciplines. Just to remind everyone that what we're calling the outward disciplines are simplicity, solitude, submission, and service. Today, though, uh, we're only going to dig into two of those, and uh, the first one we're going to talk about is simplicity, and then later we'll talk about service. I, I chose to only cover those two because I feel like they are the most applicable to today, and uh, service, at least, the most important of all the outward disciplines. We call these the outward disciplines because they are outward lifestyle changes that we discipline ourselves by practicing. So do you guys remember, spiritual disciplines are the things that we do in order to get closer to God. So let's start off by talking about simplicity. When talking about simplicity, it's probably first easiest to think about the opposite of simplicity in terms of a discipline, which is materialism. Do you guys have any thoughts on materialism real quick before we go any further? I just think in our lives sometimes we just get caught up in all these things that we think is going to help us. Like whether it be like possessions, like I think that's what's mainly focusing on here. And I think when we have all these scenes and all these wants in our life, it just kind of blocks out a lot of stuff that's important, like getting closer to God. And that's just kind of what I think about it. Everyone is always searching for something, and not everyone knows what that thing is that they're searching for. We know that we're searching for a relationship with our Creator, our God who loves us, but the secular world will try to fill that void with things, you know? Materialism, they'll try to have the biggest house, the nicest cars, the most cars, the most everything. They'll have these big immaculate collections of whatever it is that they're into, and just more, 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 I want more stuff. That's materialism, always trying to get, it's consumerism in some ways, but it's materialism in that you want to have these things. And things are distracting. Unfortunately, the secular world 
oftentimes leaks into the church, or at least secular culture, things that are important to secular culture, often leaks into God's people, into the church. And so materialism is something that especially us as American Christians really have to concentrate on overcoming. And the antidote to materialism is simplicity. Like Lila said, all of these outward disciplines start with the transformation on the inside, but they are something that we have to actively choose to live out. Simplicity is a way for us to remove things from our life that distracts us from God. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? I think also when it comes to materialism, with the thought of wanting more and, you know, spending money or earning money just to go out and get these certain items that'll make us feel better. Um, I think we can often forget about others. And it makes me really sad to think that there's people in our towns, you know, who are homeless. You know, there's people who, I don't know, just the thought, it's kind of, it's, it's greedy at the same time. I, I connect those two words. I connect greed and materialism. And that might not necessarily be the same thing. But in my mind, that is the connection that's brought together. And I think it can definitely pour over into that. I 100% agree with that, Katie. Greed and materialism hand in hand. Sometimes greed takes the form of materialism and people don't, don't see it. They just think that they want things. They think that they want a new car or a kayak or guns or whatever it is that they're just obsessing over. They need it. They want it so bad when it comes back. In their heart, it's greed. It's greed for more. I'm trying to think of a way for us to express like exactly how to live with simplicity. Lila, could you remember anything from the book as a, a way that we could ha uh, bring simplicity into our lives? I'm not sure, but I do know that um, something that stood out to me is it said um, to kind of think about all the things that are taking up your time or kind of observe things and if um, something is distracting you from God, then try to get rid of it as much as you can. Um, like, it gave examples like certain types of food that are unhealthy. And if you feel like it's controlling you, then that's something that you should avoid. I think that's great. You brought up some great points. If something takes up all of your mind space, if not my space, mind space, your brain, your, your thoughts, that's all that you can think about, all that you want to do, then you should think about removing that thing from your life if it's distracting you from God. And that's simplicity. That's living out simplicity is removing things from your life that distract you from God. Next thing I wanted to look at was the uh, discipline of service. And service is extremely significant in the life of a believer and the life of someone who follows Jesus. I want to look at John chapter 13 verses 1 through 7. It gives the story of Jesus washing the disciples feet and I, the thought that I want you to hear in this story is that even the king chose to be a servant and serve those who followed him. So I'm going to look at uh, John 13 uh, starting in verse 1. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, 
the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet. So one thing I want you guys to notice from this is how earlier in verse 1, it says he loved them to the end. He is serving them out of love. Because we know what scripture says. You should love the Lord your God with all your heart, and then you should love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus is loving his neighbor, loving his brothers by serving them. And when we serve people, we're doing the same thing. Even the king chose to be a servant and serve those who followed him. We must have the same posture as Jesus' followers. We must be always willing to serve. The way that our love becomes active and alive and real is when we serve others, when we humble ourselves and, and we take a posture of humility like Jesus did in order to serve others. I'll, I'll say this statement that I truly believe. A person who is truly changed by Christ lives out the discipline of serving. Jesus' followers serve others. Do you guys have any thoughts on any of that? Yeah, I just um, would definitely agree because I, th- I feel like a lot of Christians, they like, and I'm guilty of this myself, we just kind of go throughout our lives just kind of doing the same old thing, you know, going to church, hanging out with friends and, you know, just laughing together while there's a lot of people and a lot of, as Jesus would call them, our neighbors out there who need our help, you know. And I just feel like we often forget that service towards others is just very important, you know. We can't just serve our own needs. We need to serve the needs of others. Yeah, and we already mentioned this a second ago, you know, the the greatest commandment, first love God, then love others as you love yourself. So when we serve, we're living out the greatest commandment with an active love, with a love that does. We are serving people. We are caring for them. You know, and if you don't feel motivated to want to serve and want to help people, You should pray that God would give you just an ounce of the compassion that he has for the people that you don't want to serve. Because even with just a tiny bit of the compassion that God has for those people will bring you to tears. And you'll just want to do anything you can to help them. And right now in our context, context, with the uh, people that we have the opportunities to serve, it's the elderly It's the sick. It's the ones who are afraid to leave their house because if they get sick, it could kill them. You know, that's why we've been providing all of these opportunities for serving at Calvary Mac. We want people to sign up to be pen pals in order to uh, serve an elderly person by communicating with them and letting them know that someone out there cares and wants to hear from them. Or it's buying groceries for people because... If they go to the store themselves, they're putting themselves in great risk. So you can show the compassion that you have for people by doing these things for them out of love. Any thoughts on that? 
I think service, I mean, to have the mindset of doing things for others is a mindset of worship and praising God because, I mean, if we go out as Christians and we do these things like the pen pal, we're showing an ounce of love that Jesus shows us. I mean, we can we can disciple the people this way. That's how, that's how lives are changed. I mean, God works through us. So if we have the heart to want to go out and serve and show these people just like what they're missing, I mean, it's just, it's so important. And I think we miss it a lot as Christians. Like it's in, it's in our front yard. Like it's down the street. It's the next house over, like things, things that are just right here that we can do and we can just show people and, and lives can be transformed that way. I think it's super, super important. Well, that does it for the outward disciplines. Um, so don't forget, uh, if there's things in your life that's distracting you from God, or or maybe later in life you'll remember this, and there's you just feel like your life is cluttered and there's so much stuff that you want to do or that you want, that you realize it begins to distract you from God, remove those things from your life, even if it's for a time. Maybe we've talked about this last week, try fasting those things and see if it's something that you need to remove from your life. Simplicity is important for us in order to not be distracted from God. And then also remember that a person who is truly changed by Christ lives out the discipline of serving because it's rooted in loving your neighbors and loving one another just as you love yourself. And if you have a problem serving, if you don't want to give up your time, then pray that you would have the compassion for people that God has. Pray for even just a tiny bit of that compassion. And like I said, it'll bring you to tears to see people hurting and in need. And you just want to hug them and help them. But don't hug them right now because you're not allowed to. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for our conversation on the outward disciplines. And now it's time for some questions. You can find these questions on the Upperclassmen blog or on Instagram. That's Calvary Mac Upperclass. And here they are. What is something in your life that may be distracting you from God that you didn't realize? How can you achieve a more simplistic lifestyle? How is simplicity the same as freedom? What are some ways that you can serve others? How are you going to start doing those things? Make a plan. Like I said, find these questions on the Upper Class blog and on Instagram. That's Calvary Mac Upper Class. Don't forget to text at Mac Upper to 81010 in order to be added to the Remind app for the Calvary Mac Upper Class youth group so we can send you reminders about events and different things that are going on with the ministry. But now it's time for closing thoughts and sign off. Tristan, do you have any final thoughts? Um, yeah, I just always remember, even though we're all supposed to be at home right now, um, it's important to just still stay out and connected with people around you and to selflessly serve others. Thanks, man. I love it. Lila, closing thoughts? Yeah, so um, something I just uh, like to bring up again is like um, talking about um, through simplicity, um, it talked about refusing to being a slave to anything. 
Um, and I actually wrote down a quote. It said, refuse to be a slave to anything but God. Like we want to um, be as close to God as we can. And we want to be loyal to God and how we could kind of consider ourselves slaves to God by like serving God. I think that's just something that's really important to consider is like, if we are letting ourselves be um, slaves to anything and just making sure that we are being loyal to God and just living a lifestyle and including God. I think that's really important. Awesome. Thank you for bringing that up, Lila. Katie, any closing thoughts? Uh, yeah, I just want to bring up the point again that uh, if anyone needs anything or if they just need people to talk with, please reach out to anyone in the podcast or DM the Instagram because there are people who are willing to help and will help with any situation. So just DM us. All right. Well, that'll do it for episode five of the Upper Class Podcast. We're so glad you guys joined us. Go ahead and call someone up now and talk about those questions so we can all be challenged and we can grow and stay connected through this season. We'll see you next week. You guys Bye. 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 All right, that's it. Good job, guys. Sweet. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.